two more fingers on each of your hands, or two more toes on each of your Oh, my. 
school should I send my children to? How should I look after my aging parents? Where should I put my money? How can I build friendship? Should I speak to this person or should I speak to that person? How should I speak to this person? So many decisions that require wisdom in our lives day to day. Here, the call is for everybody to listen to Lady Wisdom. In verse 4, Lady Wisdom speaks in the first person and addresses not only men, but the children of man. In other words, Lady Wisdom wants everyone to listen to her voice. But why should you listen to Lady Wisdom? Why should you heed her call? Well, it's because of the character of the words she speaks. Have a look at how Lady Wisdom's words are described. I guess we look at verse 6. You'll notice there that she speaks noble things. And this is what I'm right. In verse 7, she speaks the truth. In verse 8, she speaks what is righteous. And nothing that is twisted or crooked comes out of the mouth. And this way, I'm right out of the same study done by the in their brains to that thing mother's voice. That's why if you're a mother of a teenager, um, it sometimes you know, talking to your teenager is a bit like talking to a brick wall. Uh, is that true? Um, mothers of teenagers? Uh, if you tell them to clean their room, they will just tune your voice out. If you tell them to finish their homework, they will just tune your voice out. If you tell them to do their chores, they will just want to your voice out. It's because their brains are not registering your voice as they did in their pre-teenage years. But they are trying to tune into other voices in their lives as they grow up. And perhaps even harmful voices. But what Lady Wisdom is saying is don't tune out your voice to her. After we've skipped a large chunk of Proverbs, in the previous chapters, like four chapter eight, we are actually presented with a whole array of different voices that are vying for your attention. You know, like in chapter one, you have the voice of the sinner calling out to you, enticing you to join in her ways. Uh, in chapters five and seven, you have the voice of the adulterous women who are uh, the woman who is speaking seductive words. Trying to lure you into her bedroom. In chapter 6, you have the voice of the sluggard indicate the time they join in his ways. And each of these voices are very seductive and promise much, but in the end, deliver very little because, in the end, their words are untrue. The lady wisdom calls out. If my words are realized, you can take your life on the things that I say. For she speaks what is right and true. And we have lots of voices speaking into our lives, don't we? But who are the people that you go to, um, to listen to uh, when you have made decisions in your lives? When you need guidance in your life? Lots of voices speaking into our lives. 
thinking about wisdom in Proverbs 8, in Jesus. And if wisdom in Proverbs 8 is Jesus, then how can it be that Jesus is creator? Well, that would make him less than God. That would be the problem. But I think that this jumps the gun a little bit too quickly. But here, wisdom is simply an attribute of God that is personified for poetic reasons. Wisdom comes from God, that's for sure. But it's not saying that wisdom was somehow created by God, not just before the creation of the world, although God didn't have wisdom before them, before that time. But it's just another way of presenting wisdom to us. However, the important point here is that Lady Wisdom was with God at the beginning of creation. In verse 23, she was with God before the beginning of the earth. In verse 24, she was with God before anything was formed. In verse 25, she was with God before the mountains were shaped. In verse 26, before the fields were put in place. In verse 27, before the heavens were established. In verse 28, before the skies were put in place. And the seeds were given their limit. In verse 29, you get to get the point. She was there at the beginning of creation. But it's not like Lady Wisdom was simply an onlooker in this process. For in verse 30, you can see that she was like a craftsman. In other words, she was intimately involved in the creation of the world. But you know, sometimes I, uh, when I buy IKEA furniture, uh, my youngest daughter, I have titled up to me, and I said, I'm stuck something here. She just put it up. But it's not as though she simply shows up just to give me moral support. But she wants to help me to put this furniture together. And she gets involved in sorting through all the pieces in the place and giving them to me the right order. Um, she hands me the screwdriver. She puts those little wooden barrel pieces in, in, in the holes for me so that they all stick together. And it's a great job. That's why in verse 30 there is so much joy and delight here. God takes delight in wisdom. Wisdom takes delight in God. And they both take delight in the world that they have made. You see, it's not as though God created the world, including you and me, because he was somehow lonely and he really needed us to, to make his life happy. materially and morally. 
be like. 